Hollywood Romances Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton Written and narrated by Brad Carty Listeners under the age of 30 will probably know who Benefer or Brangelina refer to. Their parents are probably equally aware of the full names of Liz and Dick. Because in the 1960s and early 70s, no couple on earth was more famous, more written about, or more wealthy than Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. Indeed, much of their income came simply from being famous. The 11 movies they made together were mostly flops at the box office, but studios paid them astronomical salaries simply because the public wanted to see them together, although not necessarily in a movie. They were also the first celebrities to not only survive, but to prosper from their marital scandals, both separately and with each other. And as if everything else in their relationship wasn't sufficiently excessive, even getting married and divorced wasn't enough, so they did it twice. Elizabeth Rosemond Taylor was born in London to American parents in 1932. Her mother was a former stage actress, and her father owned an art gallery that catered to English actors, politicians, and minor gentry. As the onset of World War II drew nearer to Britain, the family decided to leave and resettled in Los Angeles when Elizabeth was seven. The girl was already extremely beautiful, especially around the eyes. Their dark blue color appeared violet in the light, and she was born with a rare medical condition that gave her a double row of eyelashes to frame her eyes. It didn't take long after the family's move to L.A. for talent scouts to notice the little girl who already looked like a beautiful woman and young Elizabeth was soon signed to a contract with Universal Studios and, subsequently, to MGM. Her early roles were often as British children, since she could still affect an English accent. Her big break came when MGM needed a British girl who could ride a horse to star in their version of the popular novel National Velvet. Elizabeth met the criteria and at the age of 12, she was suddenly the star of a hit movie. Elizabeth Taylor continued to work as an MGM contract player throughout her teens, although she was often difficult to cast. Her face was too sensual to play all-American teenagers, and so she was often given roles as bad girl rivals of the movie's heroine. Finally, when she was 18, she was chosen to play Spencer Tracy's daughter in Father of the Bride, which not only introduced her in an adult role, but also mirrored her own life. Seeking to gain some independence from her parents and from her paternalistic bosses at MGM, Elizabeth had accepted a marriage proposal from Conrad Hilton Jr., son of the hotel chain founder. MGM helped to pay for the wedding in exchange for using photos to promote Father of the Bride, and Elizabeth wore a satin bridal gown with a pearl tiara. The dress would be sold at auction in 2013 for nearly $188,000. Unfortunately, young Hilton was an abusive alcoholic, and the marriage only lasted eight months. Hilton would die of an alcoholism-related heart attack at the age of 42.
With her first marriage behind her, Elizabeth remarried a year later to the British actor Michael Wilding, who was 20 years older than she. They had two sons together, but the separations caused by their different shooting schedules, plus Wilding's resentment over his young wife's substantially greater fame, eventually took their toll, and the couple divorced after five years. By this point, Elizabeth Taylor was a major star, having played the female leads in A Place in the Sun and Giant. Her co-stars in those films, Montgomery Cliff and Rock Hudson, remained lifelong friends. They were also both closeted gay men, as were many of her other male friends over the decades. Taylor's third marriage in 1957, when she was 25, was to the producer and impresario Mike Todd. Todd had made his fame and fortune as a producer of extravagant stage shows and for the all-star film Around the World in 80 Days, which won the Oscar for Best Picture and was filmed in a widescreen process in which he invested and had named Todd A.O. Todd's best friend was the singer Eddie Fisher, who was married to Debbie Reynolds. They were the parents of actress and writer Carrie Fisher, as well as son Todd Fisher, whom they named after Mike. Eddie and Debbie were also the best man and matron of honor at Elizabeth and Mike's wedding in Acapulco, and the four of them spent a lot of time together as two couples at the top of the Hollywood ladder. This would all end a year after the Todd-Taylor marriage, when Mike Todd was killed in a plane crash. He had named his doomed plane the Lucky Liz. Elizabeth was filming Tennessee Williams' play Cat on a Hot Tin Roof at the time and was forced to continue working while grieving for her husband and the father of their daughter, Liza. Elizabeth Taylor was now a superstar, not only as a top-billed actress, but as a mother and widow who had the world's sympathy after her husband's tragic death. This warm feeling completely disappeared when Elizabeth began an affair with Todd's friend, Eddie Fisher leading to him abandoning his wife and children. Debbie Reynolds, who had been labeled America's sweetheart, was not shy about discussing her betrayal to the press, and Elizabeth was depicted as a cruel homewrecker. The affair led to marriage, after Taylor converted to Judaism, and the couple stayed together for five years, a record for Elizabeth, now on her fourth marriage at the age of 30. As scandalous as the Eddie Fisher-Elizabeth Taylor pairing was, however, it would soon be eclipsed by Taylor's next romance. Richard Walter Jenkins, born in a poor Welsh village in 1925, was one of 13 children born to a coal miner and a barmaid. His mother died when he was two years old, and he was raised by his older sister in her home. He saw his father only occasionally. Like his future wife, Richard was born with an unusual gift. When his voice changed, it acquired a very melodious and beautiful tone. This, combined with the boy's love of literature and poetry, led him to be coached by his schoolmaster, Philip Burton, to become a stage and radio actor. Young Richard took Burton's name as his own, and after service in the RAF during the Second World War, he began working in the British theater, which led to small parts in films. 
He also began a lifetime of smoking, drinking, and womanizing, while still managing to learn and play Shakespearean roles, including as the title character in Henry V. By this time, he had married a Welsh actress named Sybil Williams, who would remain his wife until he met a far more famous actress 13 years later. Throughout the 1950s, Burton would alternate between starring in Hollywood films like The Desert Rats, Alexander the Great, and The Robe, and Shakespearean roles on the stage back in England. In 1960, he starred as King Arthur alongside Julie Andrews in Camelot on Broadway. The cast recording of the musical made him famous throughout America, especially when Jacqueline Kennedy revealed that it was a favorite of her husband, the President of the United States. In 1962, Elizabeth Taylor was cast as the title character in the film Cleopatra. She received $1 million for the role, the first actress to command such a price. Richard Burton was cast as Mark Antony. Still married to Eddie Fisher at the time, Taylor had just won her first Oscar for Best Actress for the film Butterfield 8. Many thought she won the award because she had almost died from pneumonia after the film was completed, and because her marriage to Fisher had survived the initial scandal and seemed like a true love story. At first, Burton was underwhelmed by his co-star. She's not doing anything, he complained to the director. It was only when he watched the day's footage on the screen that he discovered how Elizabeth communicated her thoughts through the camera lens. It was, Burton said, when he learned how to act in films. Within weeks of working together, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton became smitten with each other. Quote, She was so extraordinarily beautiful that I nearly laughed out loud, Burton later wrote. She was, in short, too bloody much. End quote. News of their love affair soon leaked, and when the production moved to Rome, they were swarmed by paparazzi. The scandal took its toll. The couple was denounced by the Vatican, and Taylor attempted suicide twice over the coming months. Due to problems with weather, a change of directors, and Elizabeth's frequent illnesses, Cleopatra became the most expensive film ever shot up to that time and led to the bankruptcy of 20th Century Fox. It did, however, eventually make back its money, mainly due to the Burton-Taylor affair, which continued to captivate people as they regularly appeared on magazine covers and in gossip columns. Burton and Taylor soon divorced their spouses, got married, and started working together in films such as The VIPs and The Sandpiper, neither of which were critical or box office hits. Meanwhile, Burton took on the role of Hamlet in a sold-out, four-month engagement on Broadway. Looking for something more challenging than the kind of films they were offered, the couple starred in the film version of the controversial play Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Elizabeth gained weight and wore a drab wig and minimal makeup to portray the 50-ish Martha. She was actually 34 during the filming. The film was critically and financially successful, and Elizabeth received the best reviews of her life, leading to her second Academy Award for Best Actress. The couple continued to work together, but by now they were known more for their lifestyle than for their acting. Over the years, they earned over $88 million, 
in 1960s money, more than the GDP of some of the smaller African countries, as Burton sardonically commented. Most of this they spent on jewelry, a private jet, a yacht, real estate, automobiles, artworks, furs, and travel, all of which was recounted in salacious detail by the press. Less well-known were the funds spent on first-edition books, for Richard Burton was an obsessive reader. In fact, when he traveled, he would take a trunk filled with books wherever he went. In 